Good evening, America. Welcome to the third and final hour of the Inside Scoop. This is Mark Levine. Leslie Marshall will be back tomorrow. Still got me for an hour, and I have a question for you. Can you be a good Christian if you oppose aid to the poor? If you oppose medical care to the poor? The Conservative Political Action Committee is meeting this week in Washington, D.C. And if you ask what is the heart of conservatism, I would say it's a couple things. One is no government. We hate government. We don't want government. Unless the government is forbidding things we don't like, like gay people getting married or people using marijuana or people watching porn on the Internet. Oh, no, the world's going to crash. But they claim they don't want government interference. And yet you'll find a number of CPAC people claim to be strong Christians, strong people, strong religious people, some some strong Jews, I presume, as well, all strongly supporting Judaism, Christianity, Judeo-Christian ethics at the same time as these same people oppose ways to prevent poor people from starving or from dying from inadequate health care. Now, Scott Walker, the governor of Wisconsin who's running for president, was famously asked this week if President Obama was a Christian. He wasn't asked if he was a good Christian. He just asked if he was a Christian. Now, if I were asked that question of, say, George W. Bush, I would say, well, George W. Bush says he's a Christian and you know, far be it from me to uh, define who and who is not a Christian. I'm, I'm not a Christian. I'm Jewish. But I have read uh, most of the New Testament and most of the Hebrew Bible as well. And I've studied and taught early Christian history. So I, I know more than your average non-Christian, to be sure. But is it fair to even ask this question? There was a huge discussion of how wrong it was to even ask this question. Of course, Obama's a Christian. And, and I, you know, he is. Um, he says he is, and I have no reason to doubt the president. And, not, and it's not just that he says he's a Christian. He supports a lot of the ideology of Christianity in its best light. Supporting, for example, caring about the poor. If you read your Bible, you will read hundreds of passages. Eh, I haven't counted, but I suspect there's more than a thousand passages in all the books of the Bible, Old and New Testament, Talking about caring for the poor. Talking about leaving a portion of your field fallow for the poor. Talking about redistributing land in the Jubilee year. Every 50 years you redistribute all the wealth. That's what the Bible says. That's God's law. All you conservatives complaining about redistribution of wealth, you have a right to complain about it. It's a free country. But please understand that what you're opposing is the law of God in the Bible. Because in the Bible it says you redistribute all the wealth every 50 years. God was a socialist. So was Jesus. Jesus talked fanatically, you might argue, about the poor. He said it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than a rich man to enter heaven. Can you imagine a Democrat saying that today? They'd be pilloried. What do you mean rich people can't go to heaven? What kind of radical socialist nonsense is that? Jesus said it. Maybe you think Jesus is full of radical socialist nonsense, but if you do, 
and you have a right to, it's a free country, can you call yourself a Christian? Jesus famously overturned the moneylender tables at the temple. He was hardly a big fan of Wall Street. He said the meek shall inherit the earth. He talked a lot about poor people. He hung out with lepers and prostitutes. Not too many of the Koch brothers, I suspect, are hanging out with lepers and prostitutes. So that's who Jesus was. I'm not saying you have to adopt what he did at all. You don't have to be Christian. It's a free country. But can you oppose everything Jesus of Nazareth stood for and then call yourself a Christian? And is it offensive to even ask that question? I mean, when I first heard that they were asking Scott Walker if Obama was a Christian, and Scott Walker's like, I don't know. My first thought was that's really offensive. If Obama calls himself a Christian, he's a Christian. Same is true of Mike Huckabee, George W. Bush. It's not political. It's their religion. Leave people's religion alone. And then I thought about it, and I thought about what does a Christian mean? Does it mean you practice Judeo-Christian ethics? And if you don't give a damn about the poor, and uh, you don't care about their health care, you don't care about their food, are you a good Christian? I'll tell you one thing about Pope Francis. He talks a lot about poverty. That's why I respect him. He is true to his faith. He's true, frankly, to the best aspects of his faith. Now, I did receive a tweet back uh, that's been retweeted several times, in fact, by uh, a, uh, a person who def- calls themselves American. Okay, how did they get that? T- oh, oh, their tweet name is Shook W. They just called themselves American. I was just wondering how they got the tweet American. I was like, that, that's a hard tweet to get. Uh, American writes back and says, Mark Levine, if you support killing unborn babies, can you call yourself a Christian? I ask the question, if you oppose aid to the poor, can you call yourself a Christian? So I want you to notice what this person did. First of all, they answered a question with a question. This person didn't say, um, no, you're not a Christian if you oppose aid to the poor. And no, you're not a Christian if you support a woman's right to choose whether or not to have an abortion. That would have been intellectually honest. It is, you know, um, certainly a a tenet of, of Catholicism. I don't know that you'd call yourself not a Christian. I don't think the Pope would go that far, but certainly it's a tenet of, of, of uh, some branches of Christianity to oppose abortion. But, but this person didn't answer my question. I'll answer yours, American, and I'm going to encourage you to call in at 888-653-7543 and let me know whether if you oppose aid to the poor, you can call yourself a Christian. That's my question. But that's kind of a way to argue. You ever had someone argue something then you knew they were right? How do you fight somebody when you know they're right? Hey, Mark, did you take the cookie from the cookie jar? And I did. And I got chocolate chips crumbs on my face. What do I say? Well, I don't want to say no. That's a lie. And it's obvious. And I don't want to say yes because I'm admitting fault. So I turn it around. I don't answer the question. I say, did you take a cookie from the cookie jar? Or did you, I don't know, once go over the speed limit or whatever I know about you that you've done wrong? Did you once skip a class? 
It's all about turning it around. And that's what I find so fascinating about this response. I think that's intellectually dishonest. I think, American, if you're listening to me right now, you should answer the question, are you a Christian if you oppose aid to the poor? And then ask me your question about abortion. Nonetheless, I will respond to your question. If you support killing unborn babies, can you call yourself a Christian? Well, first of all, I think to call yourself a Christian, you should look and see what the first Christian, actually he didn't even call himself a Christian, he called himself a Jew, but what uh, Christian is named after Christ, that's where the word Christian comes from, which is Greek for Lord, which refers to Jesus. Okay? So what did Jesus say about abortion? Answer? Nothing, honey. Nothing. I, I can't recall a single passage of the Bible where Jesus talks about abortion. But I can recall a hundred times where he talks about aiding the poor. I can tell you this, different religions disagree and different branches of Christianity disagree and lots of good people disagree on exactly when you should consider a potential life to be an actual life. Is it with the egg and the sperm? Is it when they join and therefore all those frozen uh, zygotes and embryos that are frozen in uh, fertility clinics and can last for thousands of years? Are they just immortal humans? Uh, is, it, is it when uh, it has a brain? When it can think? When it feels pain? Or is it when a fetus can live outside the mother so you don't have to have another human being in order to live? These are very tough religious questions. But caring for the poor? That's an easy one. I can name you a hundred passages in the Bible where it talks about caring for the poor. And to quote Jeremiah, or Psalms, or for that matter, Mark, Hear this, you foolish and senseless people who have eyes but do not see, who have ears but do not hear. By changing the topic to abortion, I take that as an admission that you know I'm right. That if you're willing to let the poor die just for the crime of being poor, you're probably not a good Christian. Let's go to Paul in Washington on line one. Hey, Paul, how are you? Hey, Mark. You know, uh, this occurred to me that all of the uh, this stuff with uh, ISIS and the, and the, um, the questioning of, of Islam has really forced people of other faiths to question what their faith really means, too. Yeah, I think and, you're right. Yeah, and I heard this idea of uh, if you're a Christian, you know, should you get to the board? And I and I uh, I heard on a conservative talk show, the response was this: Well, yes, but you should you shouldn't be forced to by government and and codifying it into law. And I thought that was an interesting response, considering the people, the conservatives who call themselves Christians, want to codify other things that they consider to be part of their faith into law. That's exactly right. Such as abortion. Like right? banning abortion or, or, or making sure that gay people don't have the same equal rights that straight people have. Here's, oh, go, here, go on down the list. I mean, here's, here's the way I respond to that question. Read your Bible. It's fascinating. I have to explain the Bible to people who claim that, that they're good Christians because I guess they haven't read it. In the Bible, it is a matter of law, God's law, that he requires that the poor be taken care of. It's right there in the law. It's not you can voluntarily give charity. That's in the Bible, too. But the Bible specifically says not only is is the state required to give money to the poor, they're actually required every 50 years, if you read about the Jubilee year, right. to redistribute all the wealth. It's not even just giving a little bit of charity to the poor. 
everybody loses everything. It's a radical socialist idea. It's actually more socialist certainly than I am. I mean, it's to wage the left of me, but if you believe every word of the Bible is true, how do you explain the Jubilee year? I've never, ever heard an evangelical Christian who opposes uh, giving welfare to the poor explain how they can do that and, and then not support God's law, which well, says exactly that. Well, it's been through law that the redistribution of wealth has gone upward in the last uh, 30-plus years since the Reagan era. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. There was a, a book that was that, – uh, actually, it's an essay, but it was written by uh, a psychiatrist by the name of Jay Haley in 1968. It was called The Power Tactics of Jesus Christ. And it's essentially he, – he does an analysis of the ministry of Jesus to compare it with – as a communist movement, a communist movement with Marxism, and he he does quite an amazing job of showing that that uh, Jesus' ministry was really much more a communist movement. It was radically socialist. I'm not going to call it communist because communist has come to mean right, Soviet right. communist, which refers to dictatorship. Well, Marxist, put it this way. Okay, well, Marxist may be it may be a better word. I, I actually just like the term socialist uh, because sure. I think that takes a lot of the. Uh, dictatorship out of it and just simply says share the wealth and Jesus said there's one thing he clearly believed in it was sharing the wealth and that's why I understand how liberals can be Christians I just don't understand how conservatives can be I, I really don't uh, yeah. Paul, Paul stay in line if you want I gotta take a break and I do have other callers too but you're welcome to stay 888-653-7543 if you want to join the discussion we'll be right back right after this welcome back to the show this is Mark Levine asking really uh, a quite simple question. I don't know. Is it provocative? Is it offensive to ask? If you do not believe in helping the poor, if you don't believe specifically in using the power of the state to help the poor, are you a good Christian? Because that's what God's law says. I'm not saying you have to agree with everything in the Bible. God knows. I'm not saying you have to. But but if you take the Bible literally, and I, and I don't, all right, I take the Bible as a group of of uh, many wonderful things, some not so wonderful, but mostly wonderful things, stories. Some, I think, are inspired by God. I think the Bible has many truths and many wonderful elements in it. But no, I don't take every word of the Bible literally. So, you know, if you if, maybe the answer is simply, yeah, you can be a good Christian and not take the Bible literally. That's true. That's true. You don't have to accept God's law. I, I accept that. But I just wonder if the evangelical Christians who very much wear their Christianity on their sleeve, would admit that they oppose both God's laws and Jesus' wish to redistribute wealth from rich to poor. Paul from Washington, you're back. I know you were saying something. I had to cut you off. Go ahead. Say what you were saying. That's okay. I'll finish up here. Uh, let, let me bring it into more present political times. You know, uh, was it Scott Walker? Didn't he say that, that he is some sort of a non-denominational evangelical? Something, I, something like that. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't noticed that he has evangelized anything other than the advocacy of ignorance and poverty. Well, actually, he very much opposes the poor. He opposes unions. He opposes middle-class <laughs> wages. It sounds to me like he's the antithesis of Christianity. Well, and, and not only that, he, he, he opposes education. I mean, he's vac- That's and, true, too. He 
trying to tell us that that uh, it's time for the, that the uh, presidency be occupied by somebody other than an Ivy Leaguer. And you know, and to a degree, I can accept that. But uh, how 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 ignorant is he willing to go in terms of? I wonder if Scott Walker could score a thousand on the SAT. Even you know, that's <laughs> the average score. I, I I don't know. I mean, look, as an Ivy Leaguer myself, I, I got to say, uh, you know, uh, nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, and, and there there are lots of brilliant people who haven't attended those those schools. But sure. but but to be fair, just to oppose someone because they've been highly educated seems to me to be maybe not the best reason to oppose someone. Kind of reminds me of the Know Nothing Party of Millard Fillmore back in the early 1800s. We know nothing! Well, that's <laughs> Part they proudly ran on. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that reverse snobbishism or something? I think it is. I think uh, it is. Yeah, yes, America of the stupid, of the uh, cowardly, of the, you know, of the weak. <laughs> yet, yet Scott Walker is propped up by two guys who are so wealthy they the the Koch brothers don't have the guts to live most people's lives they well, that's for sure that's for sure the answer is very simple uh, wealth doesn't offend them just education does that's just right. just want to get the difference paul thanks for calling in i appreciate it uh, we got a lot of callers we got joseph and felix in new mexico we got michael in the bronx i will get to all of you welcome back to the show this is mark levine giving you the inside scoop from washington and asking the philosophical question if you oppose aid to the poor are you a good christian Scott Walker, the governor of Wisconsin running for president, was asked whether President Obama was was a Christian or not. Not even a good Christian. Was Christian? He said, I don't know. I, I don't know. Just because he says he is. Well, maybe he was saying he didn't think Obama was a good Christian. I don't know what he was saying. Or maybe he's just laying low and hoping that uh, the uh, crazies that might vote for him would notice. But it seems to me that Scott Walker, the bane of unions... The bane of poor people, the bane of teachers, has a lot more to answer for in the religious sphere than Barack Obama. Let me hear what you think. 888-653-7543. Line 4, Joseph in New Mexico. Hey, Joseph, how are you? Good, Mark. Hey, um, first off, bear with me. i got a lot of things running through my head. I've listened to all your segments. but uh, Okay. I'm, I'm just going to look at the political side of this, not the religious, because I, I don't... I can't, I'm not as learned as you are and some of your other callers, but we as a, a country, our system, I think, and I, and I stand to be corrected, the system that, that we've been in, I'm, I'm in my 60s, has probably done more to take people out of poverty and put them in middle class than any of the socialist systems that were around as when I grew up, such as communism, which is rooted... Oh, oh I agree, and I, and I am not a pure socialist. I believe in a mixture of capitalism okay. and socialism. Okay, so here's... I want to be very clear about my own personal beliefs on that. But then again, I don't call myself a Christian either, so okay. I don't... So, whether you're a Christian or not, when you classify people conservative, and then you infer that they don't take care of the poor, this country spends a lot of money on its poor. We already do that. Much less and, than a lot of industrialized nations, I got to well, tell you. More but, than but Mexico, a lot of other, to be sure. Okay, but and I, I can under, and I can see that. But in the same token, a lot of the industrial nations that you're talking about don't give the average citizen as much opportunity as this this country does. England, France, Germany, Italy, oh, I, Netherlands, those, Australia, yeah, Japan. Yeah, well, they they look Sweden. At the States, they deal with the dollar. They 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 invest in our stock market. They 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 shelter their 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 money here when their economies are not doing well. So, a lot of those countries, and I think some of your listeners might agree, but maybe more would disagree. But 
those countries can be who they are because of America. I well, mean, I, I mean, it's true well, that we aid them militarily, but here's my point, Joseph, and yeah, I'm, I'm making you're you're, you're making a point a you're making there. a point which is a fair point, which I probably should argue with you another day over which is the best economic system, and that's a great thing to discuss, and I guarantee you, call back another day, and we'll discuss that. Uh, you know, my particular mixture of capitalism and socialism, and your particular mixture of capitalism and socialism, and that's basically the liberal conservative divide. That's an interesting question, and one I've had many times, and one I, I do want to have in the future. But the question I'm asking now. Is it's a slightly different one. The reason I'm asking the question about Christianity and about religion is because it seems to me that there are some on the right, and certainly not all. Scott Walker comes to mind. Uh, Mike Huckabee comes to mind. There's some on the right that are v- wear their piousness on their sleeve, that very much profess their Christianity and basically say, vote for me because I'm a good Christian. And my point is that... The Bible is far more socialist than you or I. I may be more socialist than you, and, and but but I'm not as socialist as the Bible is. And so my point is those that wear Christianity on their sleeve, seems to me, should be asked to account for the passages in the Bible that talk a lot about aiding the poor. That That's my point, which is, which is slightly different from your point about which is the better economic system, which which I'm happy to have another time. But But you see my point about about no, I hypocrisy, I guess. I, 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 I do, but, I, but I'm going to have to call you on it okay. somewhat, is that people that are still call themselves Christian or, they, or, or Jews or whatever religion they, they, they might say, okay, they do separate when it comes to politics. Now, if you take, some do, I some don't. don't. Some do, some don't. If they separate no, it, that's fine. No, some people fine. don't, but, but you're talking I'm talking about, about politicians. people. No, no, if, if people say, look, my religion is my personal matter, and right. uh, and these are my politics, I'm not going to judge them one iota. I judge not lest you be ju- I'm not going to judge them. My problem is the politicians who wear their religion on their sleeve and say, look at me, I'm a great Christian, I just don't support aid to the poor. They're the ones I'm after right now. I'm not after people who say, you know what, my religion is my own private gathering, and I'm a politician, here's what I believe. You have an absolute right to do that. I strongly believe in separation of church and state. I don't want to be hypocritical there. I, I support that completely. My attack is, is on the hypocrites. Those are the ones I'm going after right now. Well, you know, I, I can't speak for the, you know, the governor of Wisconsin. He, and, and when you put it in politics, you know, they got to get elected. That's their job. I'm not saying it's a that I agree with everything they say, but in the same token, you know, you could take the other things that that people aren't conservative; they're more progressive and more liberal. You know, um, I heard you the other day. You talked about global warming. Right. I don't deny global warming, but but the problem comes out to it's the same situation with the Republicans. If they want to do away with Obamacare, they have to come up with something that's going to take its place. Exactly. And it's the same thing when you when we talk, you know, you get on the things that the Democrats talk about, and, and it's not religion. It'd be, let's say, global warming. Well, get, well, but, but we give you an answer for that. I mean, our, our answer is the carbon tax. I mean, you may disagree with our particular solution, but I, I strongly agree with you that anyone that complains about a problem and doesn't pro- propose a solution isn't being very helpful. I mean, that general point, right, but, I accept, I agree. At, okay, so but when you look at the carbon tax, yeah, it, it, the average guy, me, I mean, I, I'm just an average guy in New Mexico, probably in the, the second poorest state in the nation. I'm enjoying gasoline in my city for for two dollars a gallon, and and uh, eight, nine, ten months ago I was paying three twenty a gallon. Right. So 
that difference and that little bit of difference in the amount of fuel I spend, I, I spend money on fuel, makes a big difference to me. So when you talk right, about well, what I would do with the carbon tax, just quickly, and I don't want to get too far off okay. where, where my session, but but just so you know, I support refunding the carbon tax to people as a neutral. In other words, if you use gasoline more than most people, you'll end up paying a little more. If you use it less than most people, you'll end up getting a little more back. But I think it should be revenue neutral. So just just so you know, that that's my proposal. That may not be everyone's. Um, Joseph, you're a ter- terrific guy to talk to, and I'd love to talk with you more. I got a, 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 no, several Martin, other callers. Thank you very much. But I'll tell you what, call back, call back anytime I'm on the air because I'll tell you why I really like you, and I'm, I'm gonna be very honest with you. You clearly disagree with me on a number of issues. You're you're more conservative than I am, no question. But you're able to have a a a respectful. Uh, discussion where we disagree and do so nicely and respectfully and i love that i love respectful conservatives i try to be respectful liberal and i invite you to call back to the show anytime you wish thanks mark i appreciate it thank you joseph all right let's go to felix in new mexico also in new mexico on line two hey felix how are you hey hey mark uh, this is felix i spoke to you before and i'm a practicing christian practicing catholic yes so, so what's your question views? Can, the question is, can you oppose aid to the poor and be a good Christian? No. I, I'm, I'm, I go to church every day. I'm a Catholic, and I'm a lot of people, and I don't understand that Jesus loved the poor. He helped the poor. But uh, any political party says that uh, they are Christian and they cut aid to the poor, it's a hypocrisy, buddy. That, that's my view. That's my view, yeah. and I'm, uh, to me, it's just a pretty basic thing. This isn't something obscure. Yeah. It's no, not well, like Jesus want, talked one time about the poor, and you have to kind of read between the yeah. lines. He no, said so I, hundreds of times. No, one one more thing before I go. Yeah. I'm a Catholic. You know Pope Francis, right, the head of the Catholic Church? I'm a big fan of Pope Francis, particularly okay, when he talks let, about let, the poor. Let, let, let me tell you something, Mark, before I leave. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked him about the gays and lesbians. you know what he said? He said, who am I to judge? Here we go. And, um, you know, and uh, another one more thing. I think you know where I was born. I was born in uh, Southeast Asia in Sri Lanka. I'm a U.S. citizen. I've been here since 85. Okay. And I go, I go to church every day. I believe in God. And if I'm a Christian, if I hate the poor, there's something wrong with me. And the other thing I don't understand is this. I know I'm going to get the black for this. If those so many Christians in this country, they say they are Christians and they hate the president because he's black. There's something wrong somewhere. I think so too. I completely yeah. agree with you. Thank yeah, you, Felix. And, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, God, God bless you. God bless okay, you take, as well. Take, Thank take you for calling in. Call back in any time. Uh, here's a guy who calls in all the time. So much I call him old faithful. Michael from the Bronx. Uh, Michael, how are you? Hey, hey, Mark, and kudos to the last two callers. Very respectful, and Felix was right on point. And in answering your question, I'm glad you brought up about some of the scriptural passages. Um, helping the poor. Jesus spoke a lot about that. He even, went, he even went as far as saying, blessed are the poor. Oh, I think he said the poor. The meek. Blessed are the meek. Yeah, they shall inherit the, the kingdom. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. What did Jesus say about abortion? Nothing. Nope. Not a doggone thing. That's true. What was Jesus' central message? Loving one another. And it, it really upsets me as a Christian, as a Catholic, and I tell you offhand, if I haven't told you yet, there is a lot of deep divisions among Christians and Catholics between the liberal 
um, Christians and, of course, the conservative Christians. And that's and why I'm glad a guy like Pope Francis has really come to the fore. I, I wasn't, I admit, and again, it's not really my role to judge. I mean, I'm not Catholic, but, you know, he's a, he's a world figure, and I, I can say what I think about a world figure, and I wasn't that impressed with Pope Benedict. I'm extremely impressed with Pope Francis, uh, you know, washing the feet of uh, some, I believe, some some Muslim criminals, even, showing his right. humility. Uh, they were women, too. Uh, I mean, just, just helping. To me, that's when I think of the best part of Jesus. I think about the guy that hung out with lepers and prostitutes, the guy that hung out with the least, the one who said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And I just, when I see these power Christians, the ones who want to, you know, to take over the globe and, and uh, force their way on everybody and, and not provide aid to the poor, I say, are you really acting the way Jesus would? I, I don't think so. Well, Mark, if I can also add to um, the list of hypocrisy that you've already exposed, then the thing is, is that what gets me about these conservative Christians is they're the ones that always call about the right to guns and more guns, more guns. Yeah, I don't it's, think Jesus was it, big on the guns. I don't remember no, that in, it wasn't in the New big Testament. On the guns. When it comes <laughs> When it comes to bringing babies into the world, the natural choice is life, as they always say. It's so doggone hypocritical, and I don't want to say it's funny because it's not funny, how they will be quick to defend and even um, support police brutality against I tell you something, Michael. That uh, I was just—I just learned on Twitter, and I think at Muggsy's rap sheet for tweeting this to me, he pointed out to me because another woman was criticizing me, saying that you know uh, you can't be Christian if you support a woman's right to have an abortion. And uh, this Muggsy points out a passage in Numbers which I had overlooked, where basically the Bible tells you how to have an abortion. It basically says that if a woman's been unfaithful, you give her this bitter water, and if she has been unfaithful, the that the baby is aborted, the fetus is aborted, and if if uh, if not, uh, the the fetus becomes a child. Uh, fascinating. I didn't even know there was an abortion procedure in the Bible. Uh, so I really I think it's a lot. That one's a close issue. Helping the poor ain't close at all. That the Bible requires it. Thank you for your call, Michael. I got to take a break. When we come back, I got Will from Colorado, and you can call two eight 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 six five three seven five four three. Right back after this. Welcome back to the show. We only got about eight minutes left and the question, but but stick around, Will and Mike, and anyone else who wants to call in at 888-653-7543. The question is, are you a good Christian if you oppose helping the poor, feeding the hungry, healing the sick, and doing the things that the certainly Jesus supported? Are you a good Christian? Why is it that people who... Uh, evangelical Christians seem to only talk about abortion and homosexuality, neither of which Jesus talked about, but they're not focused on the basic, primary, biggest message of the founder of Christianity, and frankly, uh, uh, most, most of Jewish law, too, caring for the needy. Will, from Colorado on line one, what's your view? Well, the uh, last caller stole my, or the tweeter stole my thunder about numbers five about the bitter waters from the temple. Yeah, I just learned something. So thank you, Will, for calling that too. And uh, you're right, the Muggsy got to me first via via Twitter. But that's a fantastic that's passage. Yeah, there's another passage in Leviticus about if a woman is struck while she's pregnant and she loses the baby, the man who struck her is punished for striking her, but he's not treated as a murderer. That's so an apparently. Uh, but uh, what I want by the to way, that's current U.S. law. 
Uh, U.S. Yeah, law exactly. in most states, if you strike a pregnant woman and you kill the the fetus, you, she can get damages, no question. Right. You you've harmed you've harmed her. You've harmed, but not it. But it's not murder. It's yeah. uh, it's 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 a it's it's a bad thing, but it's a lesser offense. Exact same but law the in the United States today. But, but Dan, to, Dan, to your original question is: do these people like Scott Walker and Mike Huckabee say they're Christian and in the way they are because they've been baptized in the Christian Church, and for them, that means that they're off the hook. They don't have to worry about about uh, following the law because the most important law is accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Blah, Except blah, blah. that if you but, read the Bible. The Bible, particularly exactly. the prophets, is replete with passages. I, I know of one in Micah, for example, where they says, "What your your fasts are meaningless to me." I mean, people are going around and they're fasting, and I, if you mistreat your fellow man, I don't care if you keep kosher and fast and and follow all my laws. Treating your 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 fellow human being kindly is what matters to me. And 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 exactly. the, that's what the prophets talk about constantly. This hypocritical profession of faith without the reality of deeds on the ground. Or like the good the good Samaritan story in Luke ten, the priest and the Levite walked past the man injured because they didn't want to touch him because the law said if he looks like a dead man, don't touch him; he'll make you unclean. Mm-hmm. The man who's returning the the kingdom of heaven is a Samaritan, the drunkard, dope smoking hippie type of the time. Yeah. Who. Who healed? Who, who did everything he could to heal this man and take care of him? Right. That is the kind of thing that gets you in the kingdom of heaven, at least according to what Jesus said. Exactly. And look, I'm not saying anyone has to accept that. It's a free country. I believe in separation of church and state. What I'm saying, though, is the people who profess the ideology of Jesus of Nazareth should practice it or stop professing it. That's I agree with you. Thank you, Will. Thanks for your call. I appreciate it. Uh, my last caller, Mike from Massachusetts on line five. Hey, Mike, how are you? Hey, how you doing? What's your thoughts? Uh... Uh, I actually have a couple um, interesting points of view on this, just from my personal experience. I actually grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, believe it or not. So okay. I'm like your third New Mexico caller. Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, it's just a perfect example of religious people tailoring their politics to their religious beliefs and and vice versa. Um, I guess I think they're tailoring their religious beliefs to their politics more than than, than yeah. the other. Exactly, yeah. Um, because I can tell you from personal experience growing up in a, in a Catholic church that we were taught, you know, to help the poor, to volunteer, to respect those that that were uh, less fortunate than us. Um, and then when I started going to more evangelical churches, it was completely different. It was, you need to help people help themselves, um, you know, kind of a more proactive stance on it, but in a more, I don't know how I would put it, not, not say aggressive way, but in more let them help themselves. If you're going to help them, then make sure that they're helping themselves. Uh, Look, I'm, I'm all about helping people help themselves. I support education. I understand the old adage, you know, teach a ma- give a man a fish, he eats for a day, teach a man a fish, he eats for a lifetime. I'm all for giving people the skills they need to survive. And yet the conservatives Absolutely. of today are all about cutting, for example, Head Start, uh, preschool education, yeah. cutting and vocational so- schools, cutting people getting the skills they need to care exactly. for themselves. Now, so this is the point that I wanted to get to, because that's actually the reason why I left the Christian churches, why I stopped going. I'm actually uh, practicing atheist now. I don't, I don't, and I'm not involved in churches. I left because of the hypocrisy. Um, but I will say this. I, I am a Democratic voter. I used to be independent after the Bush elections. I, I could not 
go conservative Republican anymore. It's just, it just total hypocrisy to me. But I will tell you this. Um, I, I'm a cashier. I don't make a lot of money. And every single day of my life, I see people use state EBT welfare programs and just abuse the hell out of it. And I honestly just want to say that I think it would do Democratic politicians a lot of good if they would start talking more about reforming the program so the money actually goes to the people who need it. Because I will tell you this, it's a lot harder to convince people about the abuses of corporate welfare when people that work for a living see the social welfare get abused every day. And I think that's what really riles people up. I think that if... Yeah, but here, here's here's the thing, Mike. I, I Look, I agree with you that all kinds of people abuse welfare. Corporations abuse welfare. Some welfare recipients abuse welfare. I, I know it's true. I don't dispute it. People abuse all kinds of things. The thing I guess that gets me is that a guy abusing his food stamps and buying a beer. Oh, well, I guess you can't even buy a beer with food stamps. But uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe he has some extra food stamps or maybe – to me, that that bad act, while bad, is so much smaller than the financial billionaire who's ruining our entire economy – just to put millions in his pocket, it just it's just night and day. It's the difference between, you know, speeding one mile over the speed limit and killing somebody. And so I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just think that harping on that rather than the much greater offenses, to me, it, it bothers me some. Oh, you're back, Mike? Did you hear Yeah, story? I'm back. I don't know what happened, but... I, I don't know what happened either. I'll tell you, we only got like uh, 20 seconds left. I'll just say that I, I heard what you said. I agree there's abuse by the poor and the rich, but the abuse of the system by the rich bothers me a lot more than the abuse by the poor. Thanks for your call, Mike. I continue, but I'm literally out of time. I will be back, though, uh, in uh, next Wednesday. Tune in then to hear more of the Inside Scoop. Oh, and all next week except Tuesday. See, I didn't even work out all the time. To women who hoped to evade the ticking clock of time, Dr. Frederick Brandt was the most potent drug dealer in the world. And the dealer got high on his own supply. From Imperative Entertainment and the team behind Broken Hearts comes a new series that will challenge everything you know about fame, fortune, and the fear of growing old. I'm Justine Harmon, and this is The Baron of Botox.